Welcome to Outside Inside Radio, which is brought to you by Prison Arts Collective. Prison Arts Collective is founded on the belief that art is a human right and is dedicated to bringing the transformative power of the arts to people experiencing incarceration. Our collaborative teaching teams include faculty, students, and staff, and our classes include making art, art history, reflection, and the cultivation of a safe space. We're based in the School of Art and Design at San Diego State University and have additional chapters at three CSU campuses. Prison Arts Collective is a project of California Transformative Arts, an initiative of the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Outside Inside Productions are a way to communicate with our participants and with the wider public through video and other media as an extension of our distance learning project created in response to COVID-19. Welcome to Outside Inside Radio. I'm your co-host, Kathy Foley-Meyer. And I'm also your co-host, Ella Turin. And we are here today with Eric Abercrombie, otherwise known as Maserati. How would you describe yourself as an artist? Um, I would describe myself as a person that composes reality. And by that, I mean like my reality, the things that I see, the things that I experience, things I aspire to do, the things I'm inspired by, like pretty much everything that's like a piece of me and what's in my mind, heart and soul. That's what I try to capture and deliver in my music. So when did you start creating things? How old were you when you like had your first formative creative experience? Um, at, a, at a very early age, my mom was involved in music um, my whole life, um, as well as my father. He was involved in music as well, all the way down to like my great grandfathers had, uh, were musicians and stuff like that. So um, it's in my blood. But I started um, the earliest I remember my first time like in the studio, I was eight years old um, doing a song with my mom. And like I had my own studio at the age of 11 on up. So I was like getting involved in the creative aspects of like production and songwriting and stuff like that, like super early on. So what do you think is the driving force behind your creativity? Like what makes you think, okay, I got to go into the studio and record this or write about this or make art about this? It's like an emotional response for the most part, like certain experience that happened in my life, I guess you could say. Um, things that I see that might impact me, whether that's a happy, sad, or anything in between kind of emotion that can make me want to go write some music. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it makes me want to do like poetry or something, but some type of creative outlet nonetheless, for sure. Um, but like I get inspired by a lot of things. I think it all depends on like what those things make me feel. Yeah, because you also make films. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, not as much as I once was. <laughs> I'm not as heavily involved in film as I once was. Uh, but definitely, I, I feel like I still got that filmmaker notch under my belt, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because one of the things I noticed about your film from the inside is that it was like a show I wanted to know, like, watch more of the chapters. There were all these different personalities and the way people live every day and people on the outside, we... You tend to have a certain impression of what it's like inside and your filmmaking really brings the human side of being inside. 
Yeah, definitely. That that was definitely the motive. We wanted to utilize film pretty much as a tool to show the humanity that's hidden behind the walls of incarceration. Felt like a lot of things are stigmatized and romanticized in film, especially when it comes to people that are incarcerated. So I think a bunch of like implicit biases and things come to life just due to lack of knowledge and lack of understanding of that of the culture really felt like those are the things that get displayed and stigmatized in the film we see so we combat that with the realities of what we were actually living in there and uh, i was fortunate and blessed enough to be put in a position to like be in a leadership role after the founder adnan khan was released from prison who helped uh, create senate bill 1437. yeah one of the things that struck me is how creative you have to be inside like almost everything that you were revealing through your films, there was some sort of creative approach to life. Like I have these tools, you know, I don't have tools that I might have when I'm on the outside. So I have to kind of make things and like live my life in a way that is almost constantly creative. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would say even more so with film, like film was able to open up my imagination tremendously. Like we could turn one room into three, four, five, six different scenes, depending on how you shoot in the room. We could use this one corner three different ways at four different angles. And we got five different scenes, depending on what we decide to do. You know what I mean? So like it expanded my imagination uh, tremendously. Then when I started to learn how we subconsciously digest information through film, I started to see the power in it and the art aspect of it. And that just had me like extremely intrigued with it. And again, like learning um, as much as I did, like from at nine and the rest of the team and all the books and trial and error, like it, it just turned out to be a pretty powerful tool, nonetheless. So just for context, the, the piece that you're talking about is called First Watch that was filmed entirely at San Quentin, which is in Northern California. What's special about that film is that it was shot and directed and conceived of entirely by um, folks who are inside. Can you talk a little bit about like how that project came to be? And you talked a little bit about some of the things that it opened your eyes to, but can you like talk us through what it was like to produce a whole film on the inside, which is, I, I just want to make sure that people understand that that's not easy to do. So First Watch was the name of the media project. That was the name of the overall um, like, so you can't have a production company in prison. Anything we do can't be monetized. Like you can't make money while you're incarcerated. Um, so it, it's a media project. Um, everything is nonprofit. Um, but under that media, pro under the umbrella of that media project, should I say, it was a bunch of films that we were able to produce as well as release. One of the biggest ones I would, I would say probably was like the first episode, um, based on like the parole hearings and the, and the parole board process. I don't know if that's the one y'all referring to, but I know that got like a lot of exposure. And um, that, I, I wasn't even part of the team yet when I was created, actually. I came very shortly afterwards. Um, that was the genius uh, of, again, my boy at nine and my boy uh, Shy. Uh, who else was there? Udu, my boy Lawrence was there. Uh, I think there was a three-man team at that time, if I'm not mistaken. I know uh, my bro, Antoine Banks-Williams, the co-creator and sound designer of Ear Hustle. I know he played a part in it as far as like with music and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to mislead y'all, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, he had his hand in it as well as a bunch of stuff. Shortly after I arrived there, like I, I made a wave rather quickly because there was some people that I already knew that was there. 
and um, like they knew pretty much like my talent in music. So like after I got there, everybody was like, oh, you got to go crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody was like, no, y'all got to hear him. Y'all got to hear him. And my boy at nine, he told me how I got his attention. When I first got there, I shut down the yard. I just did what I do with my guitar, you know what I mean? And it generated a pretty nice size crowd. People was ooing and eyeing and all that. And I guess he knew right then and there, just based on like the content of my music, he wanted me to be involved. So I was initially brought to the team um, to be more so like a sound designer and a person that scored the videos. But he wanted me to do, he wanted me to know everything. Like he wanted all the team to know everything, how to score, how to film pre-production, post-production, the whole everything. And um, that's how like, I got interested in film and started to learn as much as I did. And it really just altered my perception and totality of film in general. I can't watch TV the same or watch a movie the same. So do you think that there is a career for you in scoring films or? I think it definitely could be if the opportunity ever was to present itself. Like I've done like independent contracting work for a couple films where I assisted with scores, fully scored, um, had like my music featured in, things like that. So I could definitely see it being possible. It's definitely a passion for it there for sure. So if I was to get involved in film, like I would more so want to be like a director and, and like be behind the scenes like that. Do you feel like the work you've done inside has changed the work that you do as an artist or the way that you see yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, the work that I've done on myself reflects heavily in my music because my music is a representation of who I am. Like I take myself and put that into the music or any aspect of art. Like I, I utilize art as creative expression. That's an expression of who I am, what's on my mind, what's um, attached to my mind, body and soul, if we will. Right. Um, so absolutely. Like prison is the place where I reshape myself if we will. Like, I don't, I don't give the credit to prison at all, though. Like, I don't feel like prison is a place for people to grow. I don't feel like prison was designed for that. It, I, I, me personally, I, but the people that I met on my journey of incarceration under the confinement of prison, that's the place where I ultimately grew. So I think a lot of the things that I learned while incarcerated, while confined in prison, definitely reflects heavily in my music for sure. So is there something that your art has taught you about yourself that you'd like to share? Absolutely. My art showed me, and I hate to be like, like for lack of better words, I guess, but art showed, my art showed me how stupid I was at one point. <laughs> like for real, like from back when I was in like juvenile hall and the content of my lyrics just shifted tremendously the older I got. Like it, it went from being like causing a ruckus, if we will, and like, focused on kind of the same things because I've always wanted to be financially stable. I've always wanted some type of power, if we will, or to feel powerful, but like how I obtained it and how I perceived it is what tremendously changed. Early on in my music, I definitely had a very distorted belief system. Like I've always had some type of depth. I've always had some type of mission, but like I feel like perception is everything and I feel like perception is developed through understanding or the lack thereof. So like my lack thereof was very evident. <laughs> but a man that knows something knows he knows nothing at all. So <laughs> So how would you describe sort of like your evolution? How do you see yourself from that point of recognizing it to where you are now? In a nutshell, it went from being careless to caring about a lot. <laughs> Caring about too much sometimes, sometimes things that aren't necessarily even too relevant. 
but I just got a big heart. You know what I mean? So I definitely went from um, not caring about myself, not caring about the ones around me, not caring about people understanding like the power they possess, because that's something I definitely care about now. Um, just not caring about a bunch of things to like caring and wanting others to care and willing to do whatever it is that's needed of me or what I feel is needed of me to get others to care as well. So what are some of those things that you care about too much now? And like, how is your music connected to that too? People who have certain perceptions, should I say, and I feel like these perceptions are developed through lack of understanding and I care deeply about it because I feel like the only way we can see a difference within the society, especially within like our system impacted communities and things like that, people got to understand like our work, people got to understand like for things to change and for things to be different, you got to believe it can be, you know what I mean? Like I feel like some of these realities are products of internalizing self-input mental limitations. People feel like things can't be different, so therefore they exacerbate their own situations to a certain extent. At least I know that was how it was for myself and for a bunch of people that was around me in the time when I was still in the mix, right? Uh, But that's something that I feel I still currently see today. So I care deeply about that. And I feel like by me walking my path and doing the things that I do, I can hopefully wake people up and allow them to see what's possible as well. Whereas some people tell me, like, I shouldn't necessarily care about what others is doing. I shouldn't necessarily care about how other people is moving or what they think. Just focus on myself and everything will be. But I find myself deeply affected by, like, what others are doing, I'm thinking. So are there um, recent projects that you want to tell us about? So right now, I just recently became the sound design instructor for a podcast named Uncut. Um, It's produced in Solano and San Quentin. Um, So I'll be hopefully, fingers crossed, being able to go back in and um, be the sound design instructor and teach sound design. But I am currently working with them, um, doing the behind the scenes work as an audio technician. Uh, So that's that's one of the things. Um, Also, just recently made um, a lead engineer position at a studio in Sacramento. Um, which is which is pretty um, exciting for myself, I guess you could say. I'm doing more behind-the-scenes work, still doing my gigs, doing my music and things like that, more freelance. But since I work at a studio, that means I'm definitely getting a lot of studio time, which means it's a lot of music that's going to be on the way sooner than later, for sure. I was going to say, is, is an album on the horizon? Uh, I don't know about an album just yet, but uh, definitely more music, for sure. I utilize my music as creative expression. So I got a lot that I've been creating. Do you have anything quick that you could share with us, maybe? Uh, Well, I always got my guitar handy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Can you hear that okay? Uh Uh-huh. That's one of the throwbacks, but this will definitely be on any album that I drop if I drop the album. Just thinking about it all got me sick. 
no lie. And I swear I'm so disappointed. I'm disappointed, man. Yeah, but trying to make things better would just be pointless. At first, I thought you were different. I swear I thought you were different. You were supposed to be different, different from the rest. Man, I wish you were different. I swear I wish you were different. You were supposed to be different, different from the rest. It's crazy how I'm not being neglected by the people that I once most respected. Just thinking about it got me sick like I'm infected. It was unexpected. I hope those people don't get surprised when they get rejected. Y'all forgot about me, so I forgot about y'all. How y'all forgot how to write? I'm forgetting how to claw. Blood is thicker than water, but we're thicker than all. Now my heart cold as ice is gonna take some time to thaw. Yeah. But all I got is time and due to my circumstances, I know who rocking by my side. And not just talking like they lost their sanity. And you ain't gotta be blood to be family. Cause I got a couple brothers, I got a couple brothers We ain't even got the same father or the same mother Small circle of loyal individuals showing family love And they was there for me, made more than some of my family was Another thing I learned as the hands of times change Is the people that I thought would care turned them never changed, man And it's messing with my brain I never thought that they'd be the same like them same people that was telling me them dreams and I buy it every time similar actions to a fiend so I quit cold turkey and memories still vivid and I'm still disappointed cause they were supposed to be different I don't think I can't forgive them Damn. and I can't lie it's messing with my head for real and just thinking about it all got me sick no lie I swear I'm so disappointed, I'm disappointed, man, yeah, but trying to make things better would just be pointless, at first I thought you were different, I swear I thought you were different, you were supposed to be different, different from the rest, man, I wish you were different, I swear I wish you were different, you were supposed to be different. Different from the rest. Thank you. Is there any message you would want to share with artists that are inside? Any words of advice or inspiration? Uh, I would definitely encourage anybody that's currently incarcerated and making music to keep making music. Understand that it's power within that music. Understand you can impact somebody and not even know that you impact them. Like I didn't realize um, the impression that I left on a bunch of people. I get hit up still to this day by people that I didn't necessarily acknowledge when I had the opportunity to acknowledge them because we just wasn't friends or never like really crossed paths. And for some crazy reason, they was able to find me and um, tap in later on down the line and let me know like how I was able to impact them by like walking my path, if we will, and just stands true to myself. Like it wasn't too many people playing guitars. It was especially like black people, you know what I mean? It wasn't too many people that had the mind frame that I had and was yeah. comfortable in their skin enough to um, step outside of the norm. So I, I understand like how as a musician or a person that do music under the circumstance and uh, of being incarcerated, how that could be frowned upon or you can get um, certain scrutiny. So I want to encourage everybody in there to keep doing what you do. Understand 
um, that that's powerful. Understand? It's kind of certain people in there depending on you to do that because you're giving them the strength to do what they do. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. I love that message. And definitely also the the awareness that we don't know how uh, even the smallest thing that we're going to do is is going to impact people in a big way. And I mean, obviously, that's not what we do it for is for the is for the love of the craft and to like bring people joy and all of that. But there's all sorts of other things that happen that we just might not be aware of. So true. Okay. Well, um, I think that we are going to come to a close. I want to thank you for sharing your artwork with us. We look forward to, you know, seeing you where it goes. Um, whether it's film or music or you know whatever you choose to do absolutely (laughs) thank you so much for sharing with us we appreciate it so much definitely thank you for sharing the space with me thank you for joining us here at outside inside radio and listening to this episode we appreciate your support and you can find out more about us at www.prisonartscollective.com. Until the next time.